0: Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to episode 35 in the fourth edition of the AIC Bible Study video series, The New Testament Gospels. At the end of the episode, I will point out where material presented in this episode appears in the new AIC bookstore publication, The Gospel of John, Annotated and Illustrated. For those viewers just joining the series, I urge you to watch the opening few minutes of episode 29 for a discussion of the Koine Greek or New Testament Greek origin of the I Am declarations. In this episode, my focus is on the final three declarations, I Am the Resurrection and the Life, I Am the Way, the Truth and the Life, and I Am the True Vine. The 10th I Am Declaration, I Am the Resurrection and the Life from John 11:25, 25, happened in the context of St. John's account of the raising of Lazarus, brother of Mary and Martha of Bethany. The raising of Lazarus is discussed later in episode 38 in the context of the unique signs in the Gospel of St. John. The place is the small village of Bethany two miles southeast of Jerusalem on the eastern slope of the Mount of Olives. The time is probably in the week before Palm Sunday in the winter of 29 to 30 A.D. St. John reveals that by the time Jesus arrived at the house of Mary and Martha, Lazarus had been dead four days. The illustration is a map of the Holy Land at the time of of the Gospels and Acts of the Apostles from the second quarter 20th century King James version of the Bible that was my family's Bible. The Orthodox Study Bible New Testament and Psalms points out an interesting detail of the Jewish rabbinical tradition in its commentary on St. John's remark that Lazarus had been dead four days when Jesus arrived in Bethany. In that rabbinical tradition, the soul of a deceased person was thought to linger for three days and that on the fourth day there was no hope of revival. The implication of the four days dead remark is that all who were present understood that Lazarus was truly dead. The illustration is a detail Christ resurrected from the Greek anastasis, literally resurrection, from an 11th century narthex mosaic depiction traditionally called the harrowing of Hades in Greece. When St. John takes us into the scene, Jesus is being addressed by Martha, who with her sister Mary had, been, had sent for Jesus several days earlier during Lazarus' illness. Here is St. John's account of the dialogue in John 11:21 21-27. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. In this dialogue, Martha mistakenly thinks that when Jesus said in verse 23, your brother will rise again, he was referring to the general resurrection at the last day before the final judgment, a doctrine that Jesus had taught concerning end times. The illustration, Jesus with Mary and Martha at Bethany, is an engraving by Gustav Doré from his illustrated Bible, The Grand Bible du Tours, published in Paris and London in 1866 A.D. The English tradition is commonly called Doré's English Bible. Jesus' clarification of her assumption is spoken in the rabbinical style, a statement with the I Am Declaration, followed by an instructive question which requires a response. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Mary's reply was positive and unequivocal. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. In episode 43, I will discuss how this I Am declaration and Jesus' raising of her brother Lazarus played into the final decision of the Jews to kill Jesus. The 11th I Am declaration, I Am the Way, the Truth, and the Life, spoken in John 14, 6, was part of Jesus' last conversation with the disciples before his arrest. It was spoken at Jerusalem on the night of Monday Thursday in 30 AD after the washing of the disciples' feet, the Last Supper, the institution of Holy Eucharist, the speaking of a new commandment, the foretelling of St. Peter's three denials. The illustration, Washing the Disciples' Feet, is an illumination in tempera and gold on parchment from the Gospels of Otto III, made at Reichenau, Germany, in the late 10th, early 11th century. The original is in the Bayerische Staatsbibliothek, Munich, Germany. In John 14.2, most translations use the word mansions. This is the only use in the King James Version. It comes from the Greek mone, which means a dwelling or place of dwelling, either singular or plural. The dialogue also includes the word way from the Greek h-o-d-o-s, hados, and the Hebrew Derek, which means road or path or course of life. Psalm 1, verses 1 and 7 both refer to the choice of way as either the way of sinners or the way of the Lord. Modern Christians likely do not know that the way was one of the early names Christians applied to themselves before the name Christian came into widespread use. The illustration is Savior, a tempera and gold-on-panel icon by Russian artist Andrei Rublev, painted in the early 15th century it was made for the desus tier of the iconostasis at the cathedral of the Dormition Zvenigorod Russia a suburb of Moscow and is now in the Tretyakov Gallery at Moscow Before starting the reading from John 14:1 to 7 some context will be helpful Jesus had told the disciples in John 13:33 that he was going away to a place where they could not come, prompting the literal-minded St. Peter to ask where in John 13, 36. Jesus' reply did not tell all that Peter wanted to know. He said, where I am going, you cannot follow me now. At the start of chapter 14, Jesus gives a further reply not only to Peter but to all present. I have added emphasis shown in italics or underlining to certain key words and phrases. The illustration for this sequence is Christ Pantocrator, which I've used several times before, a tempera and gold on panel icon made in the 6th century under a commission from the Byzantine Emperor Justinian for the new Monastery St. Catherine at Sinai, then known by another name. The icon is the oldest known surviving icon of Christ. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. In this case, the I am in the last verse is not a divine I am declaration, but a standard verb personal pronoun combination. In Koine Greek, the word mansions in verse 2 does not have the modern meaning of palatial homes. In the literal sense, it refers instead to multiple dwellings, usually built in the first century in a group facing a common courtyard. The image suggested in St. John's Gospel has a spiritual meaning, that is, a place of comfortable accommodation in the kingdom of the Father, or in verse 2b and 3a, a place for you, unquote, after his coming again. Jesus assures in verse 3b that where I am, you may be also. In Eastern Church tradition, the word mansion and the phrase a place for you are understood in the spiritual sense, implying just two of the many blessings or mercies which the Lord grants his people. I explore the concept of mercy or mercies of God in two AIC bookstore publications, Layman's Lexicon, and The Beliefs of the Anglican Church. In the next group of verses, four through seven, the key word way in these verses mentioned earlier is explained to St. Thomas, who here expresses the skepticism for which he is known. Here, two more key words are added, truth and life. And where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. There are many key words in these verses. The first is the trio, the way, the truth, and the life. In Christian theology, Jesus himself is the embodiment of the way or the path, an extension of the manner of thought of Psalm 1, verses 1 and 7, which was quoted earlier concerning the way of the godly versus the way of the ungodly or the unrighteous. Jesus is also often described and in early icons so labeled as the embodiment of the wisdom of the Father. The illustration, Christ Pantocrator, is a temporary and gold on panel icon painted in 1384 AD for the Church of the Monastery of the Holy Transfiguration, Zerza Prelep, in North Macedonia, in the region of Skopje by the Metropolitan Jovan Zogroff, also called Metropolitan John, the icon painter. The key word truth comes from the Greek aletheia in Christian theology. Truth with a capital T is the doctrines Jesus taught and what is written about them in the Gospels and the canonical scripture of the New Testament. While there are many truths with a small t offered by many religions, Christians believe that there is only one truth expressed with a capital T. As I teach in the AIC bookstore publication Christian Spirituality, in defending against the secular world's war on Christianity, the best defense is the first premise of Christian Spirituality in the form of a duality, the recognition of the reality of evil in the world and the acceptance of the Christian truth as its only antidote. The third key word in the I Am Declaration is life, from the Greek zoe, which is the Septuagint Old Testament name of Eve. In Christian theology, Jesus himself is the life, just as he said in John 10.10, 10, part of the I am the door, I am the good shepherd declarations discussed in episode 34. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. His teachings are the way or the path a Christian lives, or again in the language of Psalm 1 verses. 1 and 7, how he or she walks if they believe in Jesus Christ as the only way or path to the Father and are filled as one is at baptism with the Holy Spirit who thereafter dwells within the new Christian. Jesus will explain more on this understanding in John 14 verses 12 and 13 below. And also in the conversation which follows the final I am declaration, the true vine, in John fifteen, one and five. The issue of the identity and appearance of the Father, which had come up wherever the scribes and Pharisees were present for most of the I Am declarations in the Gospel of John, arises again here. But this time it came not from the Pharisees and Scribes, but within the inner circle, And is introduced by the apostle Philip. Jesus answers him and in so doing offers more instruction on the meaning of the words way and life and more divine wisdom and instruction concerning prayer, another example of theology found in the gospel of St. John. The I am in verse 10 is not an I am declaration. The illustration for this and the remaining commentary on I Am the Way, the Truth, and the Life Declaration is God the Father and God the Son, a miniature illumination in colors and gold on parchment from a psalter made near Oxford in the last quarter of the 12th century or early in the first quarter of the 13th century but before 1220 A.D. from the collection of the British Library, London, England. It was used earlier in the series when the subject was also the identity of the Father and the details of the Father-Son relationship. In the illustration God the Father and God the Son, the English artists who prepared the manuscript have avoided violating the ancient church prohibition against depictions of God the Father by presenting God the Father and God the Son as duplicate or mirror images likely inspired by this reading from the Gospel of John. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verse 14 has been interpreted to mean that requests asked in Jesus' name and which glorify the Father Will be granted at the discretion of the Father. Christians also understand that prayers are not always answered in the way they expected. The twelfth and final I Am declaration, I Am the True Vine from John 15 1 and 5, was spoken later the same night, Monday, Thursday evening, after the I Am the Way, the Truth, and the Life declaration, but before his arrest following judas's betrayal the location remains jerusalem and the audience is still only the disciples the illustration for this final sequence in my discussion of the i am declarations is a christ pantocrator mosaic in the hagia sophia constantinople now istanbul turkey in previous episodes in the series in the previous series Based upon incorrect information, it was labeled a 6th century mosaic, which is the date of the Hagia Sophia. More recent research reveals that the mosaic was added to the cathedral in the late 12th or early 13th century. It was placed in the South Gallery, the place of formal gatherings and processions into the cathedral. Covered over after the fall of Constantinople in the mid-15th century A.D., it was discovered and uncovered by an American researcher in the late 1930s, by which time the Hagia Sophia had been turned into a museum for more than a decade by the secular government of Turkey. The scale, befitting the size of the cathedral itself, is large and is meant to be seen across a large space. Just the face of the Christ figure is six feet tall. One source claims that the tiles in his beard are barely larger than a human hair. If you are interested in seeing and learning more, I suggest that you visit https slash desis Slash Hagia-Sophia-More-Mosaics.html. The I am the true vine declaration in John fifteen one to seventeen is Jesus' final address to the disciples before his arrest. In the Synoptic Gospels, much of the same story is told in the parable of the vineyard and the vine dresser in Matthew 21, verses 33 to 46, in Mark 12, verses 1 to 12, and in Luke in chapter 20, verses 9 to 16. In the Gospel of St. John, it is not a parable, but a powerful symbolic word picture in which everything is revealed. There are several key concepts in these verses. Before proceeding to the reading, I offer here some commentary on their meaning, which should be helpful when listening to the reading. First, the relationship between the Son, who is the vine, and the Father, who is the vine dresser. Second, the relationship between God, here described as the vine, and the faithful, here called the branches a substitute word for church in the world or in modern times, church universal. Third, the fate of those who do not abide in Christ. They are to be cast out to wither and are gathered and thrown in the fire, a reference to the judgment of all at his coming again. The word abide comes from the Greek meno, and is used 10 times in chapters 12, 14, and 15, and three times in St. John's epistles. Literally, it means to reside or to dwell. As used by St. John, more than any other New Testament author, it has a spiritual meaning, describing a state of mind rather than a physical place. Abide as you will see is closely related to the concept of way. Abide is also closely related to the meaning of Jesus's references to fruits and works. Fruits and works flow from the presence of God in the heart of the faithful after the Holy Spirit comes to abide in them after their baptism. As noted earlier, Fruits are what is meant by the way and the life in the previous I Am declaration in John 14, verse 6. The meaning is prefigured in Psalm 1, the two-way psalm, in the division of the world into the godly-righteous and the ungodly-unrighteous. In the synoptic gospels, the great commission to evangelize the world is not spoken until after the resurrection. Here in St. John's Gospel on the evening of Monday Thursday, Jesus issues the same message in a different form related to the concept of abide and fruits. Go and bear fruit that your fruit should remain. Another key concept, In these verses is the divine virtue of love, based upon the Greek agape or agapau. It appears in different ways, first in the contrast between friend, based on love, and servant, based on fear, here meaning not theological fear of the Lord, but fear of punishment. In its second use, it appears in Jesus' announcement of a new commandment to love one another. The relationships between and among the faithful based upon the divine virtue of love is a favorite theme found in all of St. John's writings. Now the complete text uninterrupted of the I Am the True Vine Declaration. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give you, these things I command you, that you love one another. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this episode are available at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, where seasonal And Christian education videos are linked from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, podcast versions from the podcast archive page, and where AIC bookstore publications are linked from the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. Now, items of interest for episode 35 are in the AIC seasonal video series, The Twelve Days of Christmas, in which there is one episode each for the days from Christmas Day to Epiphany Day. The theme word for first day of Christmas, December 25th, is love. In other episodes in this Bible study video series, New Testament Gospels, St. John's unique mentions of the Apostles Philip and Thomas are discussed in episode 41 and of St. Peter in episode 42. From the AIC Christian Education video series, Lives of the Saints, from the first series, the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Saints, St. Saint Thomas is the focus of episode 2, John of episode 4, Mark of 7, Philip of 8, Peter of 11, Matthew of 14, and Luke of 15. In our long-running podcast homily series, with links from the podcast homilies page, the podcast homily for Christmas Day is focused on the theme of love. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, In the Gospel of John, annotated and illustrated, topics discussed in this episode include the I Am the Resurrection and the Life from Chapter 11, I Am the Way, the Truth, and the Life from Chapter 14, I Am the True Vine in Chapter 15. The cover illustration is an illumination in tempera and gold on parchment from the pericope book of Henry II, the last Ottonian Holy Roman Emperor made between 1007 and 1012 A.D. From Layman's Lexicon, words and phrases of interest for this episode are Father, I Am, Love Slash Loving, monday Thursday, Mercy Slash Merciful, Pantocrator, Pharisees, Prayer, Prophet-slash-Prophecy, Resurrection, Salvation, Second Coming, Synoptic Gospels, and finally, Virtue. In Christian Spirituality an Anglican Perspective, the first premise of Christian Spirituality I mentioned earlier is discussed in Part 1. The concept of blessedness and the ways of the godly, especially as described in Psalm 1, is discussed in Part 3, and prayer and prayer habits are discussed in Part 4. Finally, there is Father Ron's blog, which is accessible using links at the top and the bottom of the home page. Entries to the blog usually include an illustration. The direct URL address for the blog is www.anglicaninternetchurch.net right slash blog with blog in lowercase letters only. Further, by clicking on the Follow Anglican Internet Church legend in the right-hand column and afterward entering your email address, you can receive notice of each new posting from our site host, wordpress.com. Please be assured that we do not share information such as email addresses with any other organization. Thank you for joining me for episode 35. Next time in episode 36, my focus will shift to the first of the seven unique signs or miracles which St. John describes in his gospel beginning with the wedding at Cana. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of The Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www. AnglicanInternetChurch.net